It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it's Tuesday, the 31st of August. Welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm Kate Mason. I am Pete Donaldson. And I'm Luke Moore. Our colleagues really bringing the sun into the Ramble studio. Yeah. <laughs> Bright yellow t-shirt for transfer deadline day. Do you think probably. that's what it is? Could mm. well be. Just Could coincidentally well be. happened. He's just two years behind on well, his yeah, colour so, scheme. So Sky Sports eschewed the bright yellow a couple of years ago now? thought it was a bit showy, probably. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe, well, maybe it did. And, and you know, the, the most wonderful time of the year ref- referencing uh, transfer deadline day, um, I can always remember, and I make no apology for repeating this on this show, uh, Portsmouth are in the League One playoffs. I think Portsmouth are in it, or I was just watching it. <laughs> and um, and they're about to kick off. And you know, um, Sky Sports do that thing where they're about to kick off, but they go to an ad break. Yes, yes. Um, just before kick off, mm. I believe it's called a solus ad spot for those of you in commercial media sales. Okay. Solus, um, yeah, like the sun as well. Standalone. This is a good link. link. There league. we go. Go on. And then when the when the commentator came back, he was obviously so excited to be doing the League <laughs> League One playoff. Finally, he went, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I was like, what? Like a random, like late May weekend in League One playoffs. Oh, come on. The playoff finals are the crown They're of cracking. football. They are great. My favourite one last I year was them. the uh, non league uh, cup final to get Hartlepool up when the keeper scored go. in the last minute. Yeah, exactly. Very nice. Special. That really was the most Hartlepool. wonderful time of the year for, for, for people from Hartlepool. Right? Hartlepool doing all right at the moment. Good. They're very enjoyable. Yeah, it's glad to hear. Well, they're it. doing bloody well leading this show. <laughs> <laughs> Above Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> We're going to talk more playoff finals. Uh, semis in some months months. <laughs> but yeah uh, good to have a bit of sunshine in here yeah. well, it's mi- I thought I was going to say I was bringing it in but no worries oh, you are me. you are bringing it you always bring the sunshine Mace oh thanks yeah so you're, you're trying to import it from Croatia it's, it's, it's good to work. have a calming present on my right but on my left I don't know what's going to happen mm. you calling that a calming present no I'm not <laughs> halfway through the sentence I realised what I was you're doing you're a man there. alone on some very turbulent seas right very, now very alone <laughs> I, and I will eat the cabin boy <laughs> which is Pete in that metaphor. Finn. <laughs> yeah, producer Finn. <laughs> AP Finn, yeah. <laughs> yes, Cristiano Ronaldo. He has officially signed. Uh, some details are now floating about about how the deal came about. He basically seems to have made out that he was going to join City as late as 8am on Friday. So we weren't behind the times. Mm. We weren't on the run. And we never are. Was he just Pete. saying the sentence very slowly? <laughs> I will sign for man. <laughs> the, 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 delicious, the delicious wicked whisper right. is that Cristiano Ronaldo and George Mendes fashioned a kind of Machiavellian way of getting flushing Man United out mm. by saying we're going you know, to go to the city and we've got no problem with doing that. Put me on a banner and that, outside the stadium. Yeah, and that whipped the Man United hierarchy into action. We can't have this, is what they were <laughs> p- reportedly saying. We cannot have this. We've got too many pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo around the stadium, which <laughs> yeah. we will have to remove and technically that will cost more than 15 million, which is what we're spending yeah. outright for Juventus. I'm a club legend here at Man United, but I am not above using your bitterest rivals who have taken your Premier League crown that has been historically in the Premier League era, yours, I'm not above using them to get you to give me loads more money. As well well you might. (laughs) Which I neither need nor probably deserve. A lot lot of silly people on uh, on the old, uh, you know, the the radio uh, little video, uh, the radio video that radio stations put out, (laughs) the radio video on Twitter. A lot of like ex-pros sort of going, I mean, he's, he's, he's not the player that he was at Manchester United. I was like, I think he might be a better player than he was at Manchester United, surely. Well, yeah, because I mean, you'd say that he was, mm, no, maybe not. He was on the, the rise. Time, but by the time he, he left, he was very, very, very good. Yeah. Kate, I hope you don't mind me sort of chipping in with this. 
Tell us more about the radio video. (laughs) Imagine radio with visuals. It's not been thought of before. Ergo, it's It's (laughs) so simple. Why hasn't anyone thought of it before? I can see why you would have innovated that, Pete. He's the technical guy. It's right on this Venn diagram, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Do you think so? What else is in there? We have not got room for that. <laughs> Very naughty words. It's like, you know, Pete's Venn diagram is like a spirograph. Remember those spirographs you got as a kid? Yes. Where it's like this, pa- this mad Concentric pattern. mad pattern. And over here, yeah. there's like car boot sale wrestling figures. Mm-hmm. And down here, there's like studio tech. And up above here, there's Japan. And it's, mm. it's, it's, it's an absolute minefield. With but, that story about Cristiano Ronaldo and them like toying with Manchester City and then going to Manchester United, you, Luke, mm-hmm. have cut to the heart of the whole, you know, bullshit of the day, haven't you, really? That's what they do. They, all of these agents, and I mean, maybe they're they're far wiser than me. Clearly, because I haven't made any well, kind of a cut off the move of not, Cristiano Ronaldo. Not but, all of them are far wiser than you. But, but yeah, they they spend their whole time texting their texting different mates and telling them to say on air that it's that it's this and this is happening. I, I think with like that's the whole point sort of modern it. agencies are so massive. Like these are multi-million, billion, trillion uh, pound companies. And you sort of think, will Cristiano Ronaldo have? Will he travel with data? Will he travel with a Michael Owen-style little, uh, little, li- little prospectus, a little record of achievement, maybe, <laughs> really? that goes with him? The, the money that you will make by signing Cristiano Ronaldo, the passes he will not make, the passes he will receive, etc., yeah. etc. Et well, there was, there was a crazy fact, um, I can't remember where it was mentioned, it might have been on the BBC, that said that of all the players in Europe um, who, who pressure the ball in the mm. final third... Mm. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo is in the in the bottom two percent. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like, so there, there there is obviously light and shade to this deal. Now, mm. of course, these days, and and I think Marcus referenced it yesterday. Jonathan Wilson's piece on on the move and, and what it means for for modern football. What I found very interesting, and he did make the point, which I think is correct, that it's about more than that. I mean, because actually, you could look at this either way. You could look at it, this as almost like a Laurent Blanc type thing, where Man United signed Blanc. He's not that bothered about playing. He's certainly less bothered than Cristiano Ronaldo would be about playing, but he's amazing around the dressing room because he won the World Cup and he's done mm. all this, that and the other. Yeah. And he's an incredible footballing brain and a great influence. Clearly, the way Cristiano Ronaldo has covered himself and, 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 and carried himself as a player over the years is something that you'd think a lot of the players around that club would like to learn from. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he could have a really, really interesting and, and positive influence. On the other hand, I firmly believe they could have strengthened their, their their squad in other areas and it would have been more effective. But then it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It is a big deal. If he was prepared, as, as people at Juventus are saying, he was prepared to go to Man City. It was like a big gamble. Right. Um, hoping United were coming, but he was prepared to go to Man City. I don't know what you guys think, but I don't know if Man- Manchester United, for the optics, could really swallow him being at Man City. I think for a club their size, maybe the 20-odd million pound fee and the wages... Maybe they just have to do it because it, the the opposite is 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 unpalatable for them. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I think in terms of the Juventus, I mean, there's been lots of articles written about the the Juventus that he's had like a negative impact on yeah. Juventus, which you know I've got to pay testament to the journalists who are willing to open their Twitter feeds <laughs> to, to the violence yeah. of the Cristiano Ronaldo sorry, sorry, fan base. They're all men, so don't worry about it. <laughs> They'll be fine. Uh, but yeah. like Mason Greenwood, we'll, we won't see his Wakanda forever at celebration. Let's make that very clear no. for a long time. Uh, so what do you think it means then? It's, it's a good point because if you're if you're Mason Greenwood, it's probably quite mixed emotions because you're probably thinking, look, I'm 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 he's probably the 
Cavani's very good, but I think Green was probably the best finisher at the club, right? He's breaking into the first team. He's seen it's, off his injuries. It's a great a story for him from a playing point of view. Mm. He's seen off yet. And, and he's kind of, you, you get the feeling with Green, and of course you can never tell, but you get the feeling this could be a breakthrough season for him, right? Mm. Could have been. Yeah, there Cristiano comes in. Yeah. Now, he's obviously mixed emotions because he's going to learn an awful lot, I expect. Seeing him on the training ground every day, I've heard people say that Ronaldo's training intensity, even at this age, is unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. that's going to rub off on him. But he's also going to block his path to the first team because mm. Ronaldo's going to expect to play. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really, really interesting uh, move. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it pans out. Does it make United a better team? No. I, don't, I think people are, are being too hasty in saying that it does. Yeah. I've heard people, I've heard pundits saying over and over again this week and over the weekend, oh, well, now all, all of a sudden United are definitely title contenders. I don't think it's as simple as that. Does it not just distract everyone talking about Paul Pogba for a bit? Because that would be the question. If you bench Cristiano Ronaldo, that's all anyone's going to be talking about. That's exactly However it. However he talk, performs. You talk about the influence in the dressing room. Okay, that's, you know, it's not dissimilar to the idea of signing... Gareth Bale at Spurs, although of course he's, he wasn't a man in, in great shape when he arrived there. But in terms of being able to have influence in the dressing room, yeah, okay, we'll assume he's got that that pedigree that Luke has just, we'll assume, we know he's got that yeah, pedigree yeah, yeah. that Luke has just talked about. But equally, he's not going to be saying, oh, go on then, Mason, have yourself, yeah, you know, I'm backing you to get on in there mm. and have... no. Have your best like sixty minutes in, or whatever. You, you oh, are still is he? bringing that's a, not... in a player that's forty-one when his contract runs out. I mean, it's, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I also think that um, I also think that you know the one thing that separates May United under Solskjaer is that I get a feeling they're never going to be bigger than the sum of their parts, right? And that manifests itself in big games. I don't have the, the record in front of me, but I'm 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 fairly certain that towards the late end of last season, United's record against the other big teams was quite poor. Yeah. Right. In the big games like that. What's Cristiano Ronaldo going to give you? Now, okay, you can make an argument he's going to give you a cool... Massive vertical jump in the box. Yeah, well, he could he could yeah. pop up at a moment, right? Yeah. He could pop up at a moment and, and he's going to be nerves of steel. He'll score a penalty. He'll, 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 he'll leap five feet in the air and it'll be amazing and he'll score a header or he'll do something. But the, the margins in those games, you can't see a United with Cristiano Ronaldo leading the line playing for 19 minutes with the intensity you need to get a result against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, for example, mm. or um, Liverpool. And their record against Man City is actually okay. But, you know, that, that kind of game, which really makes all the difference, he, I don't think you can make an argument he is going to make the difference there in the right kind of way because he's not able to press, he's not able to put the work in. Mm. Interesting the story this tells as well about the influential factors at Manchester United. Because, yeah, you've made the, the argument about how they can they almost couldn't afford for him to go to another to another rival club, to such such a rival club. Kind of happened with Alexis Sanchez as well, and that turned out badly. Oof, he, he hadn't played yeah. there before, but yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then the, the story is that Sir Alex Ferguson has repeatedly told the club to re-sign him. Most recently, okay, a couple of years ago in 2019, and, and said that all hell would have broken, and, you know, this idea that all hell would have broken loose. But also Rio Ferdinand heavily involved. You know, I don't know what that says about the idea that these guys are still having that level of influence. It's a bit succession, isn't it? It yeah, is a bit. Fuck off. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit. I, I mean, Pete, I don't know what your take on it is, but for me, United are such a big brand and the people who play for them and play well for them and mm. win things with them feel like, rightly or wrongly, I, you know, I don't have a particular stake in it personally, but they feel like they're always going to be a part of this alumni that will have an influence. Especially you know, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is their boss, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because because it, because of his his experience and his pedigree, or, or perhaps lack of it, whether we like it or not, Sir Alex Ferguson's got a stand named after him. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson is, is along with Sir Matt Busby, Man United fans listening don't need us to tell them this, that he's the most important figure in Man United's history. So it's stupid on one hand to not use that experience and not help him 
use him to help these things happen. But on the other hand, sometimes you've got to, you know, at some point you're going to have to untie the apron strings, you know. And so I think I think if you've got if you've got a, a, a transfer target you want, forget that it's Ronaldo, but say you've got a transfer target you want, and you know that Rio Ferdinand, who's incredibly well respected among football players even even now, even though he's been retired for a while, and Sir Alex Ferguson, whose name is kind of unrivaled in club football, particularly for the last twenty or thirty years, it's an incredible bonus to have them involved if you want them to be to 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 help influence to help find you know to help kind of persuade people because a man city are they really going to have that i don't think they will have that now despite the fact they've got players who have just had statues put up about uh, yeah. you know, they're I, trying to cultivate it effectively aren't and, they and it's happening in real time now yeah. but but david silver isn't going to give you the same amount of influence strikes Ferguson is no. i mean it's just not going to happen <laughs> no. so so it, i think it can, it can cut both ways because it casts a long shadow as well as what and, i was going to say and the sort of players they are you know like signing ronaldo like how much is he earning like 20 million a, a, year. a year or something yeah. like that is it for 5 years I, th- I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-one. Yeah. That would make 41. it five years. Yeah. I didn't read the length of the contract. But, but, but you know, you're selling Daniel James for thirty million. Yeah. Like they're, they're having a, they're doing a certain amount of balance. Does that uh, money go straight in the Ronaldo bucket? meter? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's all going right. We're, so we're getting rid of a twenty-three-year-old to replace him with an eventual yeah. forty-one. We're all eventual forty-one-year-olds, mate. It's but, true. Well, we're in. Just in just a few weeks' time. Oh, oh where's the party? Um, yeah. Never has a party, does it? Never or do I never get the? I had a surprise party for my fortieth. All right. Yeah. It's a very small thing because of COVID. Very small. Um, yeah, great. Pete, I was going to say, you have to factor into that point you're making about Daniel James, though, is that Daniel James is simply not that good. <laughs> oh! I think getting 30 million for Daniel James, I think, is a really, really good piece of business. 74 right appearances. Oh, he's played that's a lot. That's amazing, isn't it? I think that says more about Man United than anything else, personally. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oof. Okay. Yeah. I, don't think we, I don't think we have time to go into the relative merits of Daniel James. On the note of uh, Rio, mm. did you see that he said that he wanted to join Arsenal in 2014? This is a great story. He says, I saw Arsene Wenger in a hotel, all right? I said, Arsene, listen, I'm leaving Manchester United. If you want, I'll come and I'll try and help the dressing room, etc. I don't know. Because I think that you need help in that department. I will obviously play, but more <laughs> I, I will obviously play. I will obviously play. That's non-negotiable. <laughs> did, I, I, will, I will come for the culture. He didn't take me up on the offer. So... This is fascinating to me because I do genuinely believe that he would have had a really positive influence on that club. And I don't think, uh, listen, Jim's been through the mill. We heard that yesterday. Um, Jim, when Jim's got to the stage where he's pleading with Marcus to not read tweets out, tweets out by ex-players, that's rock bottom. That's rock bottom. <laughs> I know. I don't think it is. Oh, you reckon he can go further? I think. I think there's. What do you think, Pete? I think there's further to go because I in the in the room just now wasn't. I was saying I feel like it's it's almost just bullying. <laughs> he knows what he signed up for. Yeah. If he wants to, if he wants to sit in that chair and celebrate an Arsenal FA Cup win. He's got to sit there and yeah. take it when they're rock, rock bottom and have not scored a goal. I completely agree. He yeah. signed that contract, like Mesut Ozil. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got <laughs> exactly. honour it. Similar, similar wages. <laughs> yeah. well, um, he, I think Ferdinand would have been an amazingly positive influence in that dressing room. Um, but look, it's seven years ago. And he, and, he, and he did ship out to QPR and play like 10 games or something. It's not like he had a great time there, did he? Yeah, I'm going to reassess my opinion there, Pete, because you're absolutely right. That was the year he went to QPR and I was not that impressed with him. So <laughs> the, the, the big issue I've got with that quote there is the bit where he says, I will obviously play. Will you won't obviously play. play, but he could have been a really good... Um, a really good influence around the dressing room and I maintain that for sure. Yeah, well, Big Vang knows better. All right, what else have we got from this? Oh my goodness, that was a big... Sorry. Big Bang <laughs> punched the table. Kate's I, Big Bang. I didn't punch it. I just I was trying to give some like thump. definition to, the, <laughs> to my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think probably the main reminder we should do is don't 
trust anything you see on Twitter today. <laughs> Comes up twice a year. Always the same. Some some little some little account pops up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Called at etiquette. Exclusive. No, yeah, at Premier League exclusive ITK. <laughs> yeah. Mark my words, this will happen. And if it doesn't, I'll get a tattoo of Everton's crest on my Well, they back. always they always, they always do loads of speculative tweets and then they delete the ones that aren't true. And like, look Correct. what I did. Exactly. Look oh, what I did. It's actually quite clever. I think Luke Moore has been known to do. Clever the first time. No. Certain, <laughs> certain behaviours no, along those lines. I drive by people and then delete. Oh, like you drop what you talk. What, give oh, yeah, he does. He, then... he does. Um, the, the example, the most <laughs> clear example of this, uh, don't trust anything you see ever, uh, is the Axel Witzel tweet. Did you see where some. Linking him to Aston Villa. Aston Villa, yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, those kinds of headlines like Villa are all in or like, this is definitely happening, basically. And uh, they got a response back from someone, presumably who they didn't recognise the name of, Rene Marich. He is the assistant coach at Borussia Dortmund. And to which the guy replied, always double down when you've when you've said something idiotic. Yeah. idiotic. Yeah. I think we all agree that's the mm. best way of living. Um, he just replied, source. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> and and Marsh replied with just a photo of him and Vitzel. It's always like uh, women who, who write comics and someone goes, uh, have you even read this comic? <laughs> just, I fucking wrote this comic, yeah. mate. It's so delicious. Dave, David Simon, who wrote The Wire, to give that another, he, he goes yeah. through that all the time. Someone will say something about the wire, and he'll reply saying, "That's not really what we were going for. That wasn't the message we were sending." So I said, "Well, I don't think you've seen the wire." And he replies, saying, "I'm the writer of the wire." The, the best so ever example is it was in the NFL a few years ago when someone was speculating that a certain quarterback, it might have been, it might have even been Tom Brady at the Patriots, yes, saying um, he, he wasn't going to play because he was injured. And the New England Patriots replied, saying, he is going to play, he's fit, he's ready for a selection on Sunday. And to which the guy replied, source? And they replied again, saying, us, the New England Patriots. <laughs> it's absolutely... Twitter sends people mad. It sends people mad. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Palace are trying to land... Okay, so this is true news. True news. I think. Uh, Palace are trying to get hold of Celtics odds on Edward, which mm. seems to me like a pretty good idea. He's a... I, mean, I think Celtic would be willing to spend, spend uh, sorry, sell because uh, uh, Furuhashi is having a lovely time mm. up there. Okay, I keep so talking he, about him, but he never gets in the running order. All oh, right, sorry, would you like to? He's very go. good. He's go. having a nice time. You've got a voice and you've got a microphone in front of you. Yeah. Shit. Go. <laughs> Finally, they platform that white man. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Go for it. What I like say? him. I think he's very good. He scores <laughs> all kinds of goals and he's great signing for the Celtics. That's why they're getting rid of people they don't need. And, that's, and you respect Scottish... There's and I respect Premiership. Scottish Premiership, yeah. Well, yeah. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I don't need him, though, because, I mean, you, you, sometimes you want more of you want more good players than less. Yeah, mm. I think that's almost always the case, isn't yeah. it? I can't yeah. think of any main examples Do where you, you think don't... the Scottish Premiership should uh, have not gone for... You know, money's money, and, you know, when offers get put on the table, you've got to kind of entertainment. But do, do you think that you should call your Premiership the Cinch Premiership because it is a cinch to win it? Yeah. Like, it's a terrible it's look. sponsored by Cinch It's sponsored season. by yeah. Cinch, yeah. Um, mm. Ali McCoy says, this is very, very simple for me on the subject of Edward. I am swiping right if... It is the Odson Edward of a year ago. I guess it isn't, strictly mm. speaking, Ali. But good, good point. It seems like an an, an excellent buy potentially for Palace. Uh, on the subject of swiping right, Rene Adler, Germany goalkeeper, has set up a new online transfer platform that he's calling the Tinder for players and clubs. It's not a Tinder chat this morning. Well, I mean, it's because what... apparently, because I thought Tinder was over, but you know, right. write in and tell me, um, as I'm sure you will. Guys. Just because you haven't got any matches doesn't mean it's over. <laughs> 
Wow, flabbergasted. Makes Amazing. Them speechless at that. Wowzers. Yeah. She, knew that, she knew that any response would have made her sound terrible. <laughs> I was right, it was sweet this, spot, you that. know what? It was the same silence. So talk spot I running this morning. We're running. I drove in for the yeah. third time. Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, they, they were run, they were doing a little thing where we were talking about they were doing swipe right, swipe left, swipe left. So that's why yeah, you know it's mentioned context. that Ali yeah. McCoyster yeah. said that. And Laura Woods and Ali McCoyster both pretending they've never used Tinder or know what it is was Lord. hilarious. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what swipe left is. I don't know what swipe right is. Chill out. Everyone uses it. Don't worry about it. The point about Tinder, though, is apparently it is... Okay, don't look at me like that. Apparently, it is kind of de- more it's dead in more the UK. More dead, right, okay. But in Germany, that's still their kind of main one. Oh, so that's mm. why Rene's... That's so Ren- why he's so... quoting that rather than being like, I don't know, him right. or any of the other ones. So Rene's new platform, Rene Adler's new platform is to match players up with clubs then. It's a nice idea. I am swiping right. There's loads of them. Um, there's loads of online. Uh, there's loads of online portals that, that the football industry uses to match players up and to look mm. at different information and stuff. Yeah. So I don't yeah. see why it's any particularly different. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Don't you remember when we tried to get picked for like Burnley or something on that coaching platform? No, yeah. never no. Mind. I also remember the fact that um, Ben Brereton Diaz, as he's now known, was able to get caps for Chile and a big Pepsi sponsorship yeah. deal because <laughs> some people were playing football manager, so it can happen. Well done, him. Oh man, he's such a great. Guy, players, right. players have been sorry. Players have been called up uh, before because their uh, erroneously uh, listed parents uh, were in the wrong country on Football <laughs> Manager. So you've you had players who have been called up and they weren't. They don't actually have any uh, heritage. There. It happens, baby. Mm. It happens. Yeah, that would be heartbreaking. Uh, Williams out of out of Arsenal, guys. It's fine. A lot to unpack in this story. A yes. lot to unpack. So he says he's. I mean, we've talked about him already. Obviously, he, this is the whole story. Was that the way, the only way to do this and go to Corinthians, which is where he's gone, is if he was happy to tell up his 200 wait 240,000 pound a week Mm. that has two years left to run so finally he's become a hero at Arsenal yeah, not in the way he envisaged. I wouldn't have thought. What a guy! And I've got to, um, I've got a pipe up here because I, I defended this deal when he signed for them. Mm. Uh, Did you? To Jim, I said that I said that if he's the if he's a, a good robust character, then it will be exactly the type of player they need because he's won things. He's a senior he's let pro. Let me down. It's not worked. Well, in what? his own words, you don't need to take my word for it. He look, said, unfortunately, it didn't happen for me at Arsenal, and I'm sorry about that. But look at Thiago Silva at Chelsea at the weekend. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's exactly... The, I would have seen the exact same situation as you there, Luke. I thought you could bring a bit of... You You need that kind of authority at the back. Well, that says a lot to unpack there, is that I respect the fact that, you know, people can get blasé about the money. You know, a footballer, any footballer, would be thinking, to say the very least, would be thinking very, very deeply about setting fire to £20 million, pounds, mm. whoever they were. So let's get that absolutely right. But uh, that is massively tempered for me by the fact that he shouldn't run that deal anyway. Mm. Yeah. But that's not his fault. And now he's fronted up and said, look, it's not worked out for me. I'm going to do the, do the decent thing. And I, and I think he deserves a huge amount of respect for doing that. Yeah, mm. and I He think doesn't it ref- deserve any respect for his performances, <laughs> but he deserves a great <laughs> amount of respect for that. And I think it reflects really well on his new partnership with, with Charlie Kane as his agent. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great deal for you, William. Listen, you're going to love this, mate. <laughs> Text me back. Thanks, bye. <laughs> All right, time to get to a break, guys, and then we'll come back from some more tasty transfers sponsored by Tinder. Oh, dear. Look at these keepers. Ooh, yeah, look at them. Really carry on. Yeah. It's like a carry on version of, um, of, um, like, Glenn Hoddle, kind of carry on Glenn Hoddle, I think that is. Yeah, I mean, look at these keepers. Like, are they yeah. looking? Is it, is it a penalty shootout? Could how could he see both keepers at the same time? Was it like a long lingering shot from behind one of the goals? I don't think we should forward? assume he's at a game. <laughs> <laughs> look at his keeper. 
that, that was recorded like 3 a.m. Do you remember the advert uh, for Keepers? The uh, little kids. Uh, it was keepers, like a little yeah. locker. Keepers, keepers, keepers. What's inside, inside those keepers? keepers? He's browsing lit yeah. on retro. Lasses, toys from yeah. the 80s oh, on eBay. Look at these keepers. Oh, look at these keepers. Second hand, though. I'll still buy them. <laughs> really making me miss the Pete jingle that. Yeah. Look, thanks for bringing it to us. Here we go. You know, if you got a email to show and flip around, do it for spend. I said, you got a email to show and flip Yeah, to me every time. So it's a combination of email jingles we have. One, some of them have got really long tails where you can't help to speak over them. Some of them just end. Yeah. And that always catches me by surprise. But thank you very much for that email jingle. We've got an email here from Andy McMahon, and it is a belter. Hello to you, Andy, our friend Andy. Um, he says, while working late at HMV in Gatwick Airport, possibly the... Most depressing opening yeah, sentence to an email I've ever heard. There, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. like I say, it's not it's not the most chilling sentence in football because that is, of course, uh, as I said a week or so ago, uh, John Joe Shelby starts despite a lack of preseason minutes. <laughs> That's the most terrifying sentence. Yeah, agree. Andy McMahon's there was probably the most depressing. So he says, "Well, working late at HMV and Gatwick Airport, I was joined by the then Liverpool manager Gerard Houllier. Cool. Um, who was after an album by Louis Prima? I don't know who Louis Prima is, but oh, good. I thought this was going to no. be one that I should have known. <laughs> and then while chatting to him about music he asked who was playing on the in-store cd at the time and so i was able to sell him a copy of my currently favorite album uh, of that time bonnie prince billy's i see a darkness now that is a deep indie cut isn't it yeah Peter? i'm not gonna i'm gonna address this question at pete if that's okay with yeah, you, yeah fair, how, that yeah. is a deep indie cut but he it? is beloved i think it's oh yeah so i think he's gonna get a lot of change out of that to be quite frank but he's beloved by people who wear quite thick rimmed glasses those rolled up woolly hats mm. and, and um, drink a uh, beer with twigs in it Yes, mm. exactly. Um, Andy picks up the story by saying, I can only imagine what it did for team morale in the Anfield dressing room of the late 90s. I also served Alex Ferguson Ooh. in the week after the Man United FA Cup final defeats Everton in 1995. He bought albums by the Ink Spots and the Platters. And this is my favourite. <laughs> Alan Ball, Al, the great Alan Ball, also bought one of the 999 <laughs> four CD sets of Trojan reggae we were playing and he could not believe the value. Now, I can't believe the value. That story about Alan Ball buying a compilation of Trojan reggae in the week that Lee Scratch Perry died <laughs> is the tribute the man deserves. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Andy. That is my personal favourite in the selling things to footballers legally uh, thing that we're doing at the moment. It turns <laughs> out as well, we, he's completely uh, subverted your initial thought about it working late in HMV in Gatwick Airport. There's nothing to press about that. Yeah. That's the kind of clean tell you get in this fucking sign incredible. me up. Sign me up. The ink spots are like it's 40s, 30s, and 40s. Good God. That yeah. is that is old style. Yeah, it's old school. Old school. Uh hello to uh legit OG friend of the Ramble, Jenny Silver. Yesterday yeah. I went to my team Gloucester City Standard Bank holiday, right? Well, for people in Gloucester, I imagine, yes. Uh well, this <laughs> this is my first game in a while, but it was also my first proper home game with my husband, even though we met at a Gloucester City game quite a while ago. As in, we've been together eleven years, married for six, and we got two kids. But yeah. Yeah, today was the first time we've watched a game together at home in Gloucester. Aww. When we met, Gloucester were a couple of years into exile after the ground was destroyed by floods back in 2007. After years yeah, of faffing that. about with the ground later, uh, and then a year of COVID declared the league null and void when Gloucester were top. Finally, <sighs> New Meadow Park is welcoming fans back. Last home game, uh, we had a higher attendance than the league to Forest Green Rovers, and there were 2,000 there again ah, yesterday. Come on! The result was a bit shite, but the football is lush, isn't it? Or just football is lush, isn't it? Can 
Jetta in town. 2-0. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's one of your local it's teams. It's one of my local yeah. teams. Yeah, I can't say if I've actually been been down there, but perhaps... No, I know mm. that they're performing in that way. Come on, the poppies. Yeah. Get but down to Latimer been, Park. If you've been checking out any local grounds you've uh, been a fair weather friend of. I went to Spurs uh, on Sunday. Does in that, the, count? that does not <laughs> No, it does not. Over the past few weekends. You need to support them. You need no, to wave the flag. Know. I could have lent you my flag, actually. Just, just let us know. Short football ramble. Yeah. Don't worry about the oh. email address. Kate's yeah, talking about a flag. <laughs> Sorry, it's Scott, much flag. more important. You're going to protect my flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you can tweet us at football ramble. Yeah, why yeah, not? There you go. Uh, right, time for this. <laughs> <laughs> to kill him. Great link. <laughs> little little tip on Sky Sports, uh, Kate. If you just want to just scream for a bit, yeah. just defend. Here's the break. Roll VT break. It's like Partridge News. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever played Portmanteau. I had no idea that was yeah. the case. I'm so sorry, Lou. Such are the peccadilloes of the schedule. I think that um, the production staff wanted to keep me away from it, Pete. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll smash it out of the park. The thing is, you can't really. Based we on worked the together, most recent- do we? Oh, you can't. Yeah, no, you yeah. don't work together. Oh, okay. You but are but adversaries. I, if you heard Vish do it the other day, he got both of them before the fucking thing Jinglewood played. Yeah, very it's, it's the most oppressive game. It's so stressful <laughs> to listen to because the, mm. the time you get is so short. Mm. So I need to get in the zone now. Okay, sorry, yeah. yeah. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, Pete, why in don't you explain, seconds? I've never played it, so can you just remind me of the rules? Two footballers yeah. mashed together. Yeah. You just got to figure out who the hell it is. Before the before Conte says you want to kill me. Before you want to kill me. And okay. that is actually quite misleading because quite often they're not really mashed together. No. So all I yeah. do, if you can, is just try and think of the two footballers and if it doesn't connect, yeah. don't worry about it. I haven't I haven't done this particular game before, but I have worked with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That is fair. Uh, right. A <laughs> couple of uh, Portmanteau contests for you guys from James Everard. Thanks, Here James. we go. I am an Arsenal legend who won the World Cup for France and I am an Arsenal legend who won the World Cup for France. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, Emmanuel Petit-Ari Henry. Oh, Stop come it. on! Gosh. Yes! Well done, Lukey. Well, that was fantastic. You that. got them the right way you yeah. got it the right way around How as well. How did you get it the right way around? It's a mind bender. It's I was trying to think of Henry. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Could you have got away with Terry on a real manual That's what that's, <laughs> that's what my brain kept telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right then. Good second job, good second job, good clue job. from Paul Duncan. Thank you, Paul. Um, I won the 2010 World Cup Golden Ball, but I initially trained to become a tennis player, and I am the joint top scorer of my country with 57 goals, one of which was a fantastic last-minute equaliser against Algeria in the 2010 World Cup. I was uh, then controversially uh, set uh, left out of my country's 2014 World Cup squad. It's a long clue, but it's a good one. Diego Four. Landon Donovan. And the long clue has meant that Luke Moore, two for two. Hey! Probably want to listen to my jingle there, don't you? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? The, pe- the, people on, the people on Twitter who like listening to round but don't like me being smug are going to have a terrible day today. Yeah, yeah for the re- you better day. make the re- next part of this show very short, Kate, because Luke will be I the apologize. cat that got the cream. Well, we budgeted four minutes for that section, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I apologize. Well I done. feel like I've let everybody down. That was fun, though. What? It you always fun. say that when you win things. I wasn't up against much, was I, to be fair? I didn't yeah. say fucking words. <laughs> no. Jet well, I, was just, I, was just, I just thought I could say Thierry Henry and that could be the answer. Sadly not. Well done, Luke. You've done really well. Mm-hmm. Also doing really well is Troy Deeney. He's mm. come to the end of his time at Vicarage Road. He was out of contract next summer, but 11 years, 11 years of Watford, he has gone to Birmingham City. And I don't, I mean... We play a bit of homage to yeah, to yeah. Troy Deeney and his amazing life story. I probably probably the 
Championship playoff semi-final in 2013 will come up. Oh, I think I watch that video weekly. It's, it's so, so good. Great. But for me as well, what represents him is that when they got to the final of the FA Cup, mm. do you remember? And they came from 2-0 down in 2019, came from 2-0 down against Wolves. And he took the pen- He had to take the penalty to, as an equaliser. That was great. But then afterwards, he was just like so so pumped about it and he was like you know we're just no one backs us we're, we're just yeah. you know at this level and we've, we've excelled ourselves and we're you know we're going to rough them up as it turned out they didn't quite rough up Manchester City in the final but you know it was a great day he's, he's, a, he's a force of nature um, and I think his story is a really interesting one it's obviously not a to- not entirely a positive one it's um, in some cases quite a difficult one but the journey he's been on as a footballer isn't your typical journey that you find with players coming through now. Um, and he's, he's obviously signing for his local club from where he grew up. He's never actually played for them before. So he started his career at Chelmsley Town in the non-league. And I feel like he, he's really passionate about going back and playing at Birmingham, which is a great story in itself. But what Dean has been able to achieve as a player with a difficult sort of set of circumstances to start with and, and some, some, you know, let's be honest, some some difficult mistakes along the way that he's, to be fair to him, taken full responsibility for and, and, and said that he's learnt from and, and all the rest of it. And, and you know, good for him. Um, I think it's an interesting and potentially quite like romantic end to to a career because, you know, if, if you've never had a chance to play for your um the, the, the club you've supported your whole life and now you're getting an opportunity to do that at 33, which is towards the twilight of your career as a footballer, um, it's a you know, it's a great thing, and, and if he can apply the the professionalism that he's shown in his peak years at, at the club that he clearly loves, and it's going to be a good thing for Birmingham, who have started the season reasonably well. So um, I think it's an interesting story, and mm. I, I like that um, he spent so long at eleven years. Uh, was it eleven years at Watford? Spent yeah. so long there that he's going home, and I imagine it'll be mixed emotions for him because I'm sure he loves Watford deeply. But he's going back somewhere where he can feel really at home as well. So it's, it's a great yeah. story. It he, is. he does own a podcast company, so fuck him. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're fucking scratching right. that then. Dead it out. You didn't tell me Bullshit. he was a rival. Guess get him in a poor Antonio Conte if he's going to play with the big boys. <laughs> hey? Outrageous scenes. Uh, get fucked. Mm. Yeah. He says, I feel sadness and loss, similar to losing a family member, Pete. So don't mm. be mean to him. Most okay. of all, I feel tremendous pride at what I've achieved over the past 11 years and the friendships and connections we've made. I think, it, jo- joking aside, though, if he has got any tips about how to make podcasts, yeah, just give, give us a shout. <laughs> Mike, microphones, compressors. We're flailing around here. <laughs> uh, Have you seen what Barnsley have been up to? Now, this is the sto- for me, this is the story of the day. Yeah. And we'll save so? the best for last. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think fair enough. Yeah. Um, their co-chairman, Paul Conway, has been answering questions about their recruitment. Is that a good idea? Do you want to say that? Do you want to? I suppose it is. <laughs> Open things up. Get, mm. the, get the glazers on there. Mm. Um, we really, really need players who want to play for Barnsley, who want to be at our club. Seems pretty basic. Uh, we reached agreements with three different Premier League clubs for three players we felt it would be ideal for us to have in terms of their talent. One of these players told us we'd need to pay him 40% more to play for Barnsley. Yeah. I don't know if that was like specifically about Barnsley or mm. if that was just his I, sort of negotiation point. But well, anyway. if, if it is specifically about Barnsley, I think it's a disgrace to, to the, the beautiful part of the world that is South Yorkshire. Yeah, mm. yeah, g- good. Yes, mm. you, you win over some, some listeners for a change. <laughs> That was a short It's com- not my specialist subject, to be honest. <laughs> that was a short conversation, says Paul. The yeah. third one is the funniest, he goes on to say. We had a signed transfer agreement. We'd agreed personal terms. We'd done the medical and the player was scheduled to do his media pieces before signing the contract. And then he just drove away. I wonder who Emergency. That was. Emergency. We Emergency, were like, yeah. where did he go? 
And he just left Even the club, on. got in his car, and left. Maybe he'll be back today. You don't know. It reminds you, like, I remember. Do reading... we know who the player is and we just can't say it, or did he not say it was? I don't. Right. I don't think, think he should. Could you do it, with, could you do yeah. it with, like, hand signals so I know who with it is? Paul Contest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, the new game. Um, I was reading an interview with uh, the bloke who ran the Brixton Academy when it first opened and stuff, and they found it quite difficult to get big. You mean headliner. the venue, not the, the Academy venue. for Football Players? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the O2 Academy, Brixton. Yeah. All right, the O2 Academy, fine. For sponsorship reasons. I hate that they own everything. Yeah. The Brixton Academy. And he was basically saying that he found it very hard to get big headlining act to play the Brixton Academy obviously a very different situation now it's an iconic venue etc but back then mm. he had to kind of rely on kind of unmanaged um, sort of dance hall like reggae arts and okay. stuff and the amount of times he'd have a full Brixton Academy and and backstage the block would just go I want twice my money really <laughs> shake it <laughs> or I'm down. not going on and it would happen every single weekend and he just had Wait, to do why it why didn't we do it on the ramble what? <laughs> exactly yeah that's actually really uh, inspired uh, it's yeah. a good idea don't give Mason the go Ex- tips for our next contract extortion the ramble, is a good idea Idea. <laughs> Pay what you think it's worth yeah. when you're locked in. Pay what you think this key is worth. I would advise you to personally to not go down that road, Kate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting only for three weeks. Pay what, you think, pay what you think I'm worth. Oh. Uh, depends who you're asking, is all I'm saying. I said I'm starting an OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Myself. Oh, yes. No, I was talking about Kate on the ramble. Right. They're no longer yeah. letting poor... Oh, oh no, they they're are. back down for they that. Are. No, they are. Down. They, are. Mm. they are. So you're happy tops about that? Tops are off again. Pete, your, your tops are off, your nipples are out again. Yeah. Yeah, Pete. The good thing about the ironic thing about that though, being that Pete, you don't really need to take your uh, top off for people to see your nipples. No, yeah, so powerful. It's like a free demo. They will go through, and I've seen this on the front of a magazine. They'll go through t-shirt, shirt, and jumper, cardigans. Yeah. Are yeah, we objectifying Pete? Is this allowed? Are you, are you feeling okay? Drink it in, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> I think that answers your question. Feast <laughs> on my titty bounty. Well, in that case, are your nipples like especially large, or are they just very pointy? Powerful. Very pointy, yeah. powerful. Yeah. yeah, like church pegs. <laughs> Oh, JCB starter buttons. <laughs> is, that, is that the end of the show? Yeah, we I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no time for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, oh, ja- <laughs> Do you want to talk about Ainsley Maitland-Niles? It's a good move. I, I, I don't it. think it's respectful to him to go back to Ainsley Maitland-Niles <laughs> after that. I think we are now we are now at the end of many things and yeah. this episode is one of them Aisley yeah. we crammed you in but you were just after Pete's nipples in the running order exactly. sorry we wish you all the best yeah. <laughs> no one's looking at you because I've got my nips sorry about Arsenal <laughs> what can you do yeah. on tomorrow's show it's me it's Luke yes. and Vish has subbed in uh, subbing Pete out for Vish yeah. yeah Vish has got pretty decent Nip nips. Has he? From memory, I think he's spoken about them before. You've got Vish as your screensaver on your phone, haven't you? Not his nipples. <laughs> is it still? He, he saw that recently. And he really saw surprised. that. What's he was just hiding it? He, yeah, from? he, he kind of forgot that just it gets was on weirder there. Weirder and weirder. <laughs> there it's we been go. months. That's one in the eye for all the people who say we don't get on, eh? Mm. Exactly. There Some we go. Some of us get on entirely too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? All right. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah, let's please. I'm <laughs> saying goodbye, Pete. Ta-ta. Say goodbye, Lee. See ya. Lovely to see you. Take care. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.